Welcome to Follow Fox, a journey through nature's wisdom. I'm your host, Fox. For this Halloween episode, I've decided to indulge my secret passion, cryptozoology. For those who don't know, cryptozoology is the search for and study of animals whose existence or survival is disputed or unsubstantiated. These animals are known as cryptids. Every state in the United States has an unofficial cryptid representative. The state monster of New York is a dinosaur named Champ, the Lake Champlain monster. First, the habitat. Lake Champlain lies between New York and Vermont and also extends into Canada. In New York, most of Lake Champlain falls within the Adirondack Park area and has many recreational facilities surrounding it. The lake boasts 435 square miles of surface water, being 120 miles long and 12 miles wide at its widest point. Its deepest point is 400 feet deep, but its average depth is about 64 feet deep. Lake Champlain is a freshwater lake and provides drinking water to approximately 200,000 people. The oldest known fossil reef is found in Lake Champlain. It's estimated to be between 450 and 480 million years old. Perhaps this is why some people say it's inhabited by a dinosaur, or some other mysterious creature, known as Champ. The European cartographer who recorded the lake, Samuel de Champlain, is said to have been the first person to have spotted Champ in 1609, writing in his journal that he saw a 20-foot serpent thick as a barrel, and a head like a horse. This claim is dubious, as there appears to be no evidence of this journal entry. Since 1609, however, there have been over 400 reported sightings of Champ, most recently in August of 2019. Some theorize that Champ is a plesiosaur left over from the Jurassic period. This is also a popular theory about the Loch Ness Monster's identity. Another potential prehistoric candidate is the Zuglodon from the late Eocene. Skeptics will claim that Champ is a gar, a species of fish that has been around for 100 million years, can grow up to 9 feet in length, and are commonly found in Lake Champlain. The lake is on Mohawk and Abenaki territories, both cultures with stories of lake-dwelling horned serpents. It's likely that Champ was around for centuries before De Champlain saw the lake, but went by the name Gittiskog or Anyari, the Horned Serpent. Great Serpent in the Great Flood, in Ojibwe Story, Abridged. One day, when Nanabojo returned to his lodge after a long journey, he missed his young cousin who lived with him. He called the cousin's name but heard no answer. Looking around on the sand for tracks, Nanabojo was startled by the trail of the great serpent. He then knew that his cousin had been seized by his enemy. Nanabojo picked up his bow and arrows and followed the track of the serpent until he came to the shores of a deep and gloomy lake. The trail of the great serpent led to the edge of the water. Nanabojo could see at the bottom of the lake the house of the great serpent. It was filled with evil spirits who were his servants and his companions. In the center of this horrible group was the great serpent himself, coiling his terrifying length around the cousin of Nanabojo. The head of the serpent was red as blood. His fierce eyes glowed like fire. His entire body was armed with hard and glistening scales of every color and shade. 
Looking down on these twisting spirits of evil, Nanobojo made up his mind that he would get revenge on them for the death of his cousin. Nanobojo said to the sun, Shine over the lake with all the fierceness you can. Make the water boil. In this way, thought Nanobojo, he would force the great serpent to seek the cool shade of the trees growing on the shore of the lake. There, he would seize the enemy and get revenge. After giving his orders, Nanobojo took his bow and arrows and placed himself near the spot where he thought the serpent would come to enjoy the shade. Then he hid himself in the broken stump of a withered tree. The winds became still, the air stagnant, and the sun shot hot rays from a cloudless sky. In time, the water of the lake became troubled and bubbles rose to the surface. The rays of the sun had penetrated to the home of the serpents. As the water bubbled and foamed, a serpent lifted his head above the center of the lake and gazed around to the shores. Soon, another serpent came to the surface. Both listened for the footsteps of Nanobojo, but heard him nowhere. Nanobojo is sleeping, they said to one another, and then they plunged beneath the waters, which seemed to hiss as they closed over the evil spirits. Not long after, the lake became more troubled. Its water boiled from its very depths, and the hot waves dashed wildly against the rocks on its banks. Soon, the great serpent came slowly to the surface of the water and moved towards the shore. The great serpent glided into the forest and wound his many coils around the trees. His companions also found shade, all but one. One remained near the shore to listen for the footsteps of Nanobojo. From the stump, Nanobojo watched until all the serpents were asleep, and the guard was intently looking in another direction. Then, he silently drew an arrow from his quiver, placed it in his bow, and aimed it at the heart of the great serpent. It reached its mark. With a howl that shook the mountains and startled the wild beasts in their caves, the monster awoke. Followed by its terrified companions, which were also howling with rage and terror, the great serpent plunged into the water. The great serpent soon knew that he would die from his wound, but he and his companions were determined to destroy Nanobojo. They caused the water of the lake to swell upward and to pound against the shore with the sound of many thunders. Nanobojo, fleeing before the angry waters, thought of his children. He ran through their villages, shouting, Run to the mountaintops! The great serpent is angry and is flooding the earth! Run! Run! The people caught up their children and found safety on the mountains. Nanobojo continued his flight along the base of the western hills. There he found many men and animals that had escaped from the flood that was already covering the valleys and plains, and even the highest hills. When the water disappeared from the land, the people who survived learned that the great serpent was dead and that his companions had returned to the bottom of the lake. There they remain to this day, for fear of Nanobojo, they have never dared to come forth again. Many indigenous cultures have stories of horned serpents. They're often associated with waterways and storms. Horned serpents are the known enemies of another class of being known as thunderbirds. In most horned serpent stories, they're man-eaters. So, could Champ be a horned serpent? As far as I could find, there haven't been any reports of Champ attacking humans. Perhaps more modern boats are too intimidating to attack. It's easy for skeptics to dismiss a lake monster. Large fish, floating debris, 
and even tricks of the light can all be used to explain away sightings of Champ and other lake monsters. But I believe there are mysteries in the world and in the water. Maybe a dinosaur or a horned serpent. I think even a fish of extraordinary size would be something worthy of note. So maybe the skeptics and I can find some middle ground there. If you would like to hear more episodes of Follow Fox, you can find them at podpage.com slash followfox, which is all one word. Please consider finding the support links on Podpage. I'm also on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. You can support my Patreon at patreon.com slash followfox, one word, with tiers at $1, $3, and $4 per month. If you have any questions or topic requests, or if you would like to request a transcript of this or any episode, you can email me at followfoxcast at gmail.com. That's all one word as well. The Follow Fox logo is by V. Wegman. I will be taking a brief hiatus until the new year. Your continued support and understanding is greatly appreciated. You've been listening to Follow Fox. I'm Fox. Thanks for following.